Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back. So honored for you to be a part of this journey and just hanging out and listening to this episode. I have a powerful one for you today, a really powerful one for you. And I'm honored to be able to share this with you and to have a space created for you to listen to the words of my guest today. My guest, Margaret reached out to me and said she's a friend as well. So (laughs) she's a very special person in my life. And she reached out and she said, I think that I'm start ready to start talking a little bit more about my healing and how breathwork has impacted that. And I said, of course, please do. And I was continue. I am blown away. I'm continually blown away by her and by her resilience. And we are talking today's episode about how, for Margaret, breath work and other modalities. She has worked with a coach. She continues to work with a coach. She uses other modalities that we she weaves in and she talks about, but how they've been really instrumental in her journey back to herself and feeling safe in her body and what it is like when you experience trauma and when that trauma no longer allows you to feel safe in or around your body. And so the idea of closing your eyes and dropping into breath work and being in that process can is not the most comfortable space. Full transparency, that's not a space that is just... I've talked so much on here and I dive deep about my love, my love and passion about breath work. Obviously, you're so sick of hearing it. I'm sure you're totally into it. That's why you're along for this journey. But what we don't always get to touch on and what you might not experience if this is not a space that you've played in is that there can be so much light and joy and bliss and connection back to yourself and a, just this beautiful space that's created with breath work and with light comes dark and when somebody is choosing to lean on a modality no matter what that is for healing especially for healing trauma there is dark there is a lot of dark that you choose to walk through and to weed through and that's going to come up and that for margaret as she explains is flashbacks and is when you don't feel safe in your body to close your eyes and to feel your body move up and down and experience breath, it's, it's, it's not always safe and it doesn't always feel comfortable. And that's why I've stressed the importance time and time and time and time again of really seeking out somebody who is trauma-informed when you, if you choose to participate in explore anything whether it's yoga or breath work meditation anything along those lines there's there's just a, a deeper way that you can be held and supported in that and i'm honored to have been able to 
connect with Margaret and breathe her in a mastermind that she's in and and witness her growth, her immense, immense growth and resilience that I get to see and now she gets to share with you. And as a trying to be mindful of you and giving you a little bit of an activation warning or a trigger warning, Margaret does talk about her experience with being sexually assaulted. We talk about it very, very briefly at minute 128. It starts and it goes about a minute long. And it's a short clip, but it's important. And if that is not a space where you feel comfortable, please skip about 90 seconds from 128 on. And if that is not a space that even if this even is too much, put this down. Listen to where you are at. Honor where you are at. In trauma, we never want to re-traumatize the system by thinking that we need to be open to this or to listen to this or to take our healing journey in a certain way. We can push those edges a little bit when you feel safe, but you need to feel safe and supported. So I wanted to make sure that you're aware of that. And if there is anything that in this that brings up anything or stirs up anything or you just have questions or thoughts or comments or need to process, please reach out to me. It is, it's, please do not hesitate. The theme of this episode is that you're not alone in that there is somebody else out there that may have experienced something similar to you and, and Mar really wants to give a voice to that and is a voice to that. And if you need support, this is what we're here for. And this is what we're opening up by holding conversations like this. Sending you all light and love. I always say it at the end. I'm saying it to you now. And just open up your ears and your hearts to Mar. Margaret and I were talking just in random conversation. And she said, hey, I'm feeling called to start to share bits and pieces of my journey and my path and my past. And in a way that feels safe and feels comfortable for me. And... I'm wanting to do so with the intention of being able to give others a door or a window or a crack or an opening that allows them to feel maybe seen, heard, or not as alone. And I thought, wow, yeah, let's, um, yes, please. Yes, please. So Margaret, what, what made you pull the trigger and say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to not be silent anymore. I'm ready to start talking and sharing. That is a very good question. Um, I think that sometimes when you have experienced trauma, you tend to feel as though you are the only one that's been in that space or that lives in that space. Um, and I think that I've reached a point in my healing journey where I want to be able to share with others in hopes that they kind of realize like, no, I'm not alone. There are other people out there too. There's so much power that comes in that ability to just feel that lightning strike of, oh my gosh, there's someone else. There's someone else. Exactly. Back in college, I was sexually assaulted. Um, I went a long time without um, acknowledging it or saying it, saying anything about it to anyone. Um, and it's been more recently that I found a lot of healing through breathwork. 
Thank you for sharing. And thank you. We'll circle back, and I know this won't be the only time that we talk about this, Mar, but the strength and the resilience that I have gotten to witness in you blows me out of the fucking water. And I know that shame and that feeling that you're alone and you're isolated has been something that you've dealt with a lot. And so opening up here and, and voicing those words, you are so heard, you are so seen, you are so supported. And what you did by speaking right now gave countless others the opportunity to be heard and to be seen and supported. And I know, I know your journey, your healing journey has taken, there's been a lot of modalities and there's been a lot of different supports that have come in it. And one, and what we're going to talk a little bit more deeply about today is breath work. No big shock if you're listening to this podcast that we're talking about breath work. So Margaret, what has breath work been like for you? That's a really great question. You can um, be very honest. I will you be. <laughs> you don't have to sugarcoat it, please. Okay. Um, I think that the first few times I did breath work, which was not with you, by the way, I was a little bit of like, you want me to sit here and breathe and this is going to help me how? Uh-huh. Um, I was working with um, a life coach who I think recognized that I needed a way to release. Um to feel emotions because I had stuffed a lot down. Um, and so I gave it a try. And the first two times, you know, I kind of went through the motions and did what I was told. <laughs> um, but then I really, you came to one of the um, masterminds that I was a part of and led us through a breathwork session. And it was during that, that I remember truly feeling safe to be able to release what was coming up and what I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think through that experience, I have then continued to do it. I have just this rush of this intense heat. And then this cool, it's just this crazy energy that's happening over my body because I just being able to create, I always say that holding space is my favorite role. And I actually refine that a little bit because holding space is amazing. But knowing that there is a space where people can feel safe is a whole other realm of that. And when you shared that with me, I was just so honored and I still am and reminded that you did all that, Margaret, that cool. Yeah, I opened a Zoom box and I, I held some space and I taught you how to breathe in and out, but that power truly came from within. And that's it's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And we had talked a little bit before about, and I've shared many times on here that my first experience with breath work was miserable, was absolutely miserable because I was really forcing something. I didn't understand what trauma, what, what traumatic experiences or what experiences we'll say that if it doesn't, if it doesn't land with you, but what your past experiences, how they if it can impact and affect breath work. And I know you've had a similar experience. 
yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there have been many times where there have been pretty vivid flashbacks um, that would come through during breathwork. And in the moment, it's scary and uncomfortable. Um, but I think looking back, it's being able to realize that those things were coming up because they were ready to be processed and kind of move through my body. And that definitely speaks to the level of, I don't like the word work, but the level of commitment work time that you have put into investing in yourself and your journey, your healing journey, because that it did take you time to realize this is an uncomfortable feeling. I do not feel safe here, but that's my mind telling me. And then I, I actually am. So can I hold in that? And can I lean into that just a little bit more? Right. Exactly. What made you come back to breath work after having the, it's, it's extraordinarily traumatic to have very vivid flashbacks to be, to feel as if you are in an experience that you physically aren't in the, in your physical body is not your emotional body. Yes, is what made you come back to breath work or allowed you to say, this was really shitty experience. Uh, let's sign me up again, please. Come, I'll come back. That's a tough question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There doesn't have to be an answer, like a real, like known answer either. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that the trauma had been so stuffed down and I had kind of disassociated with it so much and I was trying to bring it back up and work through it. Um, so I think that when those things would come up and those flashbacks would happen, um, it at the time sucked, it sucked trying to process it. And I was not running back to breath work in the near future when they did come up. But then I think I would reach a point where I was like, okay, that happened. I was able to process it. And I've seen the growth from that. So let me try breath work again. Mm, I trust. Yeah. That's, that's an excellent way to put it. That's what I always say about my experience was it was horrendous and it was horrendous after. And yet somewhere there was this, the tiniest sliver or flicker of this inner knowing that if this shit is living inside of me, it's going to continue to live inside of me until I move it out of me. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. What are some other modalities that you did or what in the meantime, because it's not just been breath work, which is so beautiful because there's so many supportive ways to help and to guide. What are other pieces that you use or what are other pieces that you've helped to resource after a breathwork experience maybe did bring up some memories or feelings or flashbacks for you? Uh, yeah, so I've worked with a coach throughout the entire thing. Um, so I've had that support. It's also allowed me, I mean, now I feel comfortable enough talking to you about anything that comes up. But initially, um, it allowed me that space to be able to process with somebody else. Um, and then another tool that has been super, super helpful for me is journaling. I get a lot of processing and a lot out just through writing. 
Yeah. I, speaking to just the deep, profound impact that having somebody that does feel safe, number one, but that can coach and can guide and can be there as a support because it's a really slippery slope to try to manage on your own. It can be done. Absolutely. I think it's more challenging. I think it's a slower process or maybe a a messier process. Yeah, I would agree. I definitely think having that support has been huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that we have talked in the past too about kind of these different ways that you resource and that you've been exploring around a little bit. What does resourcing mean to you? And what are some ways that you use it just throughout the rest of your day? So to me, resourcing is um, being able to pull on different tools or I guess expanding my toolbox so that when something does come up or when I do start to feel certain feelings, I am able to work through it. Whether that means um, recognizing I need five minutes to myself or recognizing if I need to reach out to someone for support, whether it's a coach, a mentor or friend. Um, I think that's definitely been huge. Um, and being able to kind of call it out in the moment or, or not reflect back on it and say, you know, at that time earlier today was really challenging. I did X, Y, and Z. Maybe next time I'll try something different. And coming from that lens of having some grace and compassion of no, not every time or attempt or whatever is going to be perfect. Oh, it never is. No, no, but you, everyone's doing the best that they can. I'm doing the best that I can. As you said, as I reflect back, because it's important anytime as I reflect back, what, what maybe could I have tried differently or what do I want to explore next time? Right, right. Being trauma-informed is something that I shared in an episode a few weeks ago about just this little bit of a deeper meaning. And I think, Mar, there's so much power in you sharing, sharing your story and sharing the, the fundamental need in your system to feel safe yeah to feel safe and for anybody who doesn't feel safe in their body that can feel like something that sounds great but that's not for them or not accessible to them what would you say to that person or what would you say to mar Six months ago, eight months ago, a year ago, whenever that was. I would say it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. You're not, I, I have found that um, some days or in some situations, I feel safer in my body than others. I think in quote unquote, low stake environments, I've been able to cultivate that sense of safety with myself. Um, I think in higher stakes environments, I'm still working on that. Um, and I think it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such, I love that low stakes and high stakes, just that visualization of what that means. And a lot of times in breath work, we talk about basically turning your dial down and realizing when the dial is starting to crank up because of something in your environment, something that activated you, a flashback, a trigger just your mind racing, whatever that is. And then having the ability to say, can I turn my dial down one notch? Not, can I turn it from 10 to zero, but can I, can I be in control 
can I be empowered enough in this situation to see if I can shift that dial down just a little bit more? And what you said too of, yeah, I didn't practice these skills in a high stake environment. I had to feel at least a baseline level of safe, a tiny little bit of safety to practice and utilize these skills. Is that a frustrating process to continue to practice them? Without a doubt. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you recognize a lower stakes environment where you do feel safe. And then you kind of try and apply that. And I think sometimes I have the expectation that because I could do it or because I did it once, I can do it again. And I think it, I know I work to adjust that expectation and say, okay, yes, you did it hundred percent. Let's say in that low stakes environment, maybe in this higher stakes environment, you're at like a 50%, but look at that 50% that you have cultivated. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much of that space of holding reflection and holding time. And, and we said it before, but compassion and grace for yourself and coming back and looking at that. And that's the thing about trauma or grief or any heavy experiences that no two days, no two situations, no two anythings are going to be the same. So having the expectation of just because I did this this day, and then two days later, it doesn't feel the same way or it doesn't happen the same way. That's okay. That's okay. You still have tools and abilities to come back to, like you said, and ground yourself down or to even just hold space to reflect on that. Right. Yeah. Do you, when you process, do you, you said you journal, do you like to have journal prompts? Do you like to free flow journal? Is there a method of that? That's a good question. Um, it depends. Um, if, if I'm feeling a lot of emotions, I usually like to use the, I feel, and then it's pretty much a free flow from there. Um, mostly it's, it's a free, just free writing. Yeah. I love this space of, can you talk, explain a little bit if somebody's not familiar with the, I feel space, because this is a massive shift in language and in choice of languaging. I don't know if languaging is a word, but a choice. (laughs) Um, So for me, when I do something like I feel, I will start by writing typically emotionally what I'm feeling. And it might be like one or two sentences. I'm feeling sad because I was triggered by X, Y, and Z. And usually for me, within those first couple of sentences, I will tend to realize what the deeper rooted cause is. And usually my journaling then takes off from there. Yeah, it's almost as if the surface is, the surface level emotion or or sensation is more easily, is tangible in that moment. So I'm gonna hit that. And then you start to examine and examine and go deeper and deeper. Yep. Power also in, and I want to applaud you and the a point that I really love about saying, I feel is you are not identifying as the emotion that you're experiencing. Yeah. And that's been a, a big shift for me. Has it? Yeah. For a while, especially with um, like anxious feelings, I would say like, I have anxiety. Yes. 
I am anxious instead of switching it. And I can now most of the time say I'm feeling anxious or I'm having anxious feelings and thoughts. Mm-hmm. And for me, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. For me, it kind of, um, uh, it does, it allows me to remove myself from it and recognize that these feelings are like flowing through me, but they're not mine. They don't belong to me. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because we get so caught up in this identification of, and society conditions us to. We've been conditioned to. We get so caught up in a label, in a diagnosis, in a whateverness. And and I remember the first time that somebody had told me that or explained that to me, and I was annoyed of don't take my experience away from me. Like, don't belittle my experience. Yes, I am this. And then the more that I thought and I sat with it, I was like, do I want to be that? Is that the only thing that I am? No, you're right. I'm experiencing this. Well, and I think to an extent, it almost takes the heaviness out of it. Yes. Because I had very similar thoughts when I was told that as well. Um, But then I think when you can kind of switch that lens, it takes that that added layer. Mm -hmm. What you just said to sparked sparked a thought in a little trail for us to explore a little bit of this. I don't need to come always back to being trauma informed, but this is kind of the topic that we're talking about today. But how important was it when you were seeking out somebody to work with, seeking out a life coach, seeking out support systems, whether it was here in Breathwork or in other places, that somebody gave you the space to be in control of the situation? Or or maybe for you, what was it that made you say, this feels like a supportive container to me versus something else that I've talked to, tried, done that did not feel supportive to me? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, So prior to working with a life coach, I had worked unsuccessfully with a psychologist. And I think about this a lot. I think about, you know, what kind of, what drew me to be so open when working with a coach. And I think, I think there's a couple of things. I think it comes back to their energy and the level of safety that they um, provide in the container that they're holding. And I think, I know it took a lot of work for myself to be able to um, be open and build that trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for any of my pause uh, breathwork students out there listening, Mark said, it is somebody's energy. It is not, you might not be able to explain it. You might not, this is something that we, we talk so heavily in breathwork training about is it, it really truly isn't about showing somebody how to do X, Y, Z or saying the right things or doing it. It is, what is your energy feel like to somebody else? And it might just simply not be a match. And that's okay. Not everybody is for everybody. But when you feel into that, there is just, for me, there's always just been a softening of, again, coming back to that inner knowing of, I don't know, I have no idea, but this feels okay right here. Yeah, it's that feeling like you can't quite explain it, but it just feels right. And how important was it that you felt that way? Would you have made, and this is not a slam on anybody that you have worked with in the past at all, because again, not everybody's for everybody and that's fine. 
But do you think that you would have, you could be in the space that you're at and even having this conversation today, if you would have continued to work with somebody that just felt misaligned with you, for you? No, there's no chance (laughs) because my, my natural reaction is to shut down. Mm -hmm. So we could sit there and stare at each other for a long time, but if I don't feel, um, I guess that connection or that that ability to open up, I'll shut down. Yeah. And what a shame cycle that creates then when we shut down, because then it's a line of thinking of, for many, including myself, it's a line of thinking of, great, I couldn't do therapy in this way or whatever modality it was. I couldn't do that. That also means that I'm a failure at this because this is supposed to help. And even this isn't helping me. Right. And it adds to that shame that you could already be feeling. And I know that that's been a big piece for you as well as is shame. And so adding additionally onto that and and, and right, we want to, we're going to create a story around what we believe to be true. So it makes, that makes sense. And I think even a few years ago, I don't know that these modalities were as well versed and as well talked about to even know I didn't even know there was something other than a traditional therapeutic space. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you would share with somebody who has had a traumatic experience and they don't feel safe in their body? They don't feel safe around their body. Is there any words that you would share or many words that you would share? with this person listening? Cause there is somebody, there are many people listening. Yeah. No, no pressure. As I say that, I was like, well, that's very kind for no pressure. There's just a ton of people listening, waiting to hear what you have to say to them. Well, I think my first words would be, I'm sorry that you're experiencing that because I think, I think a lot of people experience it and I think it's very unfortunate. And then I think my second words or piece of advice would be to find whatever way it is for you that you feel safe and comfortable working through it. Whether that is leaning on the support of friends, of mentors, coaches, or whether you're at the point where you need to process it by yourself first, work through it by yourself, whether that's journaling. Um, I know some people like to do like a voice voice to text because they're not huge in writing. Um, I think just finding some sort of way to process and work through it. And there, there's not a timeline and there's not a right or a wrong way. No. So maybe what, maybe it is breath work for somebody and maybe for somebody else, it is talk therapy or journaling or a coach or meditation or yoga. And maybe it's all of those things in different ways. Right. And I want to kind of circle back to your, there's no timeline. I mean, I went six years before even voicing my trauma. And so I truly, truly believe that there is no timeline when you feel ready and you're willing to kind of put in the work to heal, then that's, that's when you start. And and trauma is anything that happens too much, too fast, too soon without our consent. And so let's, 
I didn't understand that healing, a healing journey could be re-traumatizing to the system if it wasn't done in a way that didn't come on too much, too fast, too soon without my consent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I adore you. I adore you. I'm so proud of you. Thank I don't you. like to say the word proud often. I usually like to say I'm celebrating you because it's not about me. It's about you, but so, so honored for this to be a space that you get to impact so many people's lives, whether their, whether their story parallels yours in any way or is completely different, everybody has a, a, an effect, an event a something that they are working through and processing. And you gave somebody permission to say, I'm ready to explore different ways or an, an a way to even begin to do that. And you'll never know, Mar, the impact that you have on people. And it's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that this is a space that you get to share that, a little glimpse of that with. Thank you. And thank you for allowing me to share in this space. Of course. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in and I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love always.